let's talk a little bit about about healing and and, and let the Spirit of God direct us. Uh, this is kind of a you know a, a casual service in the sense. Uh, that we're just kind of open to to following the Spirit of God in whatever direction He might lead us, and uh, you know, and if we change gears right in the middle of things to do something, that's fine. I really just want God to have His way, and for Him to show Himself strong, and for every single person who has physical trouble and physical needs to walk out of here well. And that is uh, that is what we're here for, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, God is not a hit and miss God. Every single one of us can receive all that He has for us tonight. And, and how many know we're not going to do any begging? This is not a begging atmosphere. This is not a pleading with God. Oh, please, God, please, God. None of that. Because why, why do I say that? Because we're not at odds with God in what we're doing here. We're not in opposition to His will and to the, the normalcy of, of what He does. We're in complete agreement. This is the very character and nature of God. When you look at the life and ministry of Jesus, you see that, that uh, I mean, He was so predictable that they could set Him up on the Sabbath day by getting a sick person and Jesus in the room at the same time. They knew they had Him because He was predictable. They knew that, they, that, that, they, that Jesus was all about compassion passion and helping people and setting them free, healing of sickness and disease. And how many know He is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Praise God. And so that's what He's all about here today as well. Uh, so, so we're not at odds with God. I mean, the devil is at odds with you. He doesn't like this, but the good news about that is He's defeated. Jesus already stripped him, him of his power, and he's been rendered powerless, ineffective towards our lives, and so he can't hold you down. He can't hold any problem in your life. He's already, like I said, been defeated, and Jesus is here in complete cooperation with the will of the Father, with the Holy Spirit, and, and, and it's exactly what we want. Praise God. So if you have come tonight with problems in your body and you want to be well, you're in absolute, complete agreement with, with God. I mean, so there's no begging necessary. There's no pleading. There's no, uh, we're not just going to humanly hope that it's going to happen. No, we're walking in absolute perfect sync with the Father and His plan and His will. This is what He does. I mean, if you had a plumber over, wouldn't you expect some plumbing to go on? You know, if you had a painter over, wouldn't you expect painting to take place? Well, what if you get God in the house? Well, God stuff happens. And one of the, one of the things that is consistent with His character and nature and His power is He is a healer. Amen. Look, look with me if you brought your Bible to 1 Peter chapter 2. 1 Peter, the second chapter. If you didn't bring a Bible, you're just going to have to trust me that I'm reading from the, the, the good book. <laughs> we'll actually put some of these if the, guy, if the gals in the, in, the, in, the, in the back are quick. They can put these, some of these up on the screen as well. First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 24. This is talking about Jesus here. We're jumping right in the middle of a discussion. But First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, it says, Who himself, now that's a capital himself, so that's Jesus, himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Now the tree represents, uh, that, that's talking about the cross. In his own body on the tree that we, having died to sins, 
might live for righteousness. So Jesus took our sins so that we could be dead to those sins. He took our sins so that we could live in righteousness. Not just so that we could be forgiven. Thank God we can. But Jesus also died so we wouldn't be subject to sin. How many know that any, any, type, of, uh, any type of behavior... Or, or practice in someone's life that is considered ungodly, not by our culture, but by the Word. If it is, if it is ungodly or unrighteous, not only are we forgiven through Jesus of that sin because He bore our sin, but we are also set free from that sin to live in righteousness. I mean, you understand what I'm talking about here? There, I know this is kind of a side note, but it's a double good news front here. One, I'm forgiven of it. Two, I'm set free from it. Not only am I not condemned by God for the things I have done wrong, I am set free or empowered to no longer be that way. Don't call yourself a whatever it is that is sinful in its description. Huh? Don't refer to yourself as, I'm, I'm a liar, I'm a, an adulterer, I'm a... I'm just a lousy person in general, or I'm I'm a addict, or I'm no no no. You're not that in Christ. You're not only forgiven of it. You're empowered to live a new life. And when we see ourselves in accordance with what Jesus has already done for us, it'll set us on a path where where God is glorified and we're happy, <laughs> Amen, and thankful. All right, let's go on to get to what we want to get to, that we might live for righteousness, and then. The dash there, by whose stripes you were healed. You'll see that it's frequent in Scripture that both forgiveness of sin and the healing of our bodies are spoken of in the same breath. I could, we could take uh, the next half hour and go through all kinds of Scriptures that say that. This is one of those. But he said, by whose stripes you were healed. Now, whose, by whose stripes, well, that's referring to Jesus. We were healed healed because of what Jesus did at the cross. Everybody with me? That's what it's talking about. Healing is the result of what Jesus received at the cross, meaning he bore our sins. He was also striped or beaten. You know, he was whipped. He was striped for a specific purpose now, and that was for our physical healing. Okay? What, 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 what does that mean? Well, healing comes, and in this case we can see that in the mind of God it's an accomplished fact. It's not something He has to still do. It's something He has already done. But healing comes to us not on the basis of what we do or we don't do, but healing comes to us on the basis of what Jesus did. And so it's not about it's not about my goodness or my lack thereof that I am healed. It's by Jesus' stripes I am healed. My behavior might change from day to day, hopefully on an upward incline, you know, right, you know, in living a good life. But my behavior might change from day to day. God doesn't change. And here's something else that doesn't change. His stripes. 
By His stripes we were healed. That's an accomplished fact. It's something that's, that's already been done. God can't Himself go back and undo that if He wanted to. Of course, He doesn't want to. Uh, but God can't undo that. That's an estab- established truth in the kingdom of God and in the mind of God that Jesus already took stripes for our healing. Okay. Again, here's the point. That has nothing to do with you. That has nothing to do with me. My healing has already been established. My healing has already been paid for. It's already a settled fact and condition in the mind of God. And so nothing can take away from what Jesus did. And nothing needs to or can be added to what Jesus did. In other words, the word healed is what it is. It is healed. It's not mostly healed. It's not someday to be healed. It just is a set word complete in its definition. And it's, it, it is in present tense existence. It is our reality today because of what Jesus took on His back. And I don't want to invalidate or make void concerning my life. I can't in the big picture. I mean, again, God is God and what's done is done. But when it comes to my life, I don't want to make any one of those beatings useless for me. I mean, it's a pretty serious beating. Doing it voluntarily, by the way. (laughs) Up at the whipping post, knowing that 12 legions of angels are at your disposal at any time. And you could snap your finger and toast. Everyone's toast, right? And he's taking it. Every one of those stripes was for a reason. You know why? It's so we could be healed. And in the mind of God, it's done. It's an accomplished fact. And so I I believe it's God honoring. It's helpful to me, puts a smile on my face. But it honors God when people rise up in faith and say, absolutely, be it unto me exactly according to your word. Let it be in my body. I'm not going to be proud. I'm not going to be hard-hearted or stiff-necked to resist or to make excuse or to have plan B or to have reason why this isn't my reality. No, this is so. And I just accept it as it is. Everybody with me tonight? Okay, uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to help. If, if, if you're all on board and you're ready to go, good, just hold on and stay in that place. But if, th- if this is new to any of you, and if this is a, 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 you know, maybe just sparking hope at this point, could it be? Could I really be healed? Could God really set me free in my body? Come on, hang on to your seat because I want to energize and empower your faith to rise up and lay hold of what God has for you. Just like you heard those testimonies. I mean, there's some of those folks I see sitting right in the, in, in the crowd here tonight. God is here to do something in your life just like He does in anyone else's. He's no respecter of persons. Jesus didn't die for a select few, for just those who were super nice and super good and super intelligent or had the right background. Just just the opposite. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Come on now. He didn't die for the best of the bunch. He died for the whole lot because we were all in trouble. Because we all deserve to suffer. Amen. Go to Ephesians chapter 2 with me. And those are acceptable, by the way. <laughs> and so when we talk about how, how the Scripture said, by whose stripes you were healed, if you're wondering that he's referencing Isaiah 53 and the prophecy that Isaiah had concerning what Jesus would do. But healing is a, is a gift of grace. 
Healing is a gift of God's grace. It doesn't come by works. It doesn't come because we earn it, because we deserve it. None of that. Healing is not achieved by, by human effort or by works that we do or, or the absence of bad works that we do. Many times people feel like I'm not good enough to get this because I've done a lot of things wrong. I've got a lot of problems. That's exactly who qualifies for this. I mean, you're exactly the person that, that, Jesus, that Jesus came for. Because, I mean, if he took stripes just for the perfect person, I mean, what sense does that make? Huh? Because there were none for one. You know, Jesus was accused of, of hanging out with the wrong crowd sometimes when he was on earth, of, of eating with sinners. And he, he, sa- he said, it's the sick that need a physician, not those who are well. Amen. If you feel unworthy at all, you're in the right place. Come on now. You, you, you totally qualify because these things don't come to us because we earn them or deserve them or we've lived a perfect life, but we haven't. They are, uh, they are a gift of, of God's grace. Okay? Think about it for a moment. The very idea that we are healed according to our goodness is a direct rejection of Jesus. I want to say that again because I want it to sink down. The very idea that we are healed because of our goodness is a direct rejection of Jesus. We're saying the stripes that Jesus took on his back, the suffering that he went through is un- was unnecessary. I'm healed because I've been praying a lot. I'm healed. I'm going to be healed because I've been living a clean life and and certainly God will heal me. No, He won't. In fact, that very thought, that very mindset will be your greatest hindrance to receiving God's grace. And, And for us to put ourselves or insert our goodness, our works, our deservedness anywhere in this equation just basically removes us from the place of receiving what God wants to do in us. Ephesians chapter 2, many of you know this scripture. Let's see it in, its, in the full, full depth of what it means. Ephesians 2 and verse 8, 2, 8, it says, For by grace, now how many know when we say grace, that's basically, it's unearned, it's undeserved. Grace has to do with um, God's power and ability coming in to cause us to be and do what we could not do without Him. All right, Grace is God's favor. It's His ability. It's, it's the resources of God given to us who don't earn it, who don't deserve it, and are without strength without it. Okay? So whenever you're talking about grace, smile. It's good for us. It's free from God. It is coming because of His love, because of His goodness, not because of ours. But we end up with the benefit. Okay? For by grace you have been saved through faith, not, and that not of yourselves. It is the, what? The gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, now, Now think about it. If someone, or let me just ask you a question. Would someone make it to heaven... If they came, if they approached God, if they approached uh, the gates of heaven, if you will, based upon the quality of their life. If, if someone came, if, you know, not that it happens exactly this way, but if someone could just come up and die and they stand before God and say, I'm coming in. And well, why? And, and, and they, why should you come in? And they say, I'm a good person. How many know, most of us know, 
Eh, wrong answer. Look out for trap doors there. Uh, because you cannot approach God based upon your goodness. Otherwise, Jesus was unnecessary. Right? Although, I mean, Jesus didn't have to go to a cross if you could just be a good person. If you could just repent. No. No, it's all, it's, all, it's all about Him, not about us. And so we, most of us, I think, know that. If not, learn that quick, please, before you die. Um, uh, but, but we know that. Well, we, we would never encourage someone if they say, Oh, I just want to know that I'm going to heaven. Uh, I just want to go to heaven when I die. We would never tell them, Well, try your hardest. You know, work at it. Come on, you can do it. Pull yourself up. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps is what I'm doing there and and uh you know keep keep working we wouldn't tell them that we'd say no you're in trouble you need Jesus you need a savior right but here's what I want everyone to to see and focus on tonight this is what I believe the Lord wanted me to to share is that healing comes the exact same way and we have far too many people even Christians now even believers who will approach the forgiveness of their sins by grace, through faith, they'll say, oh, it's not of me, it's all of Him. He gets the glory, I didn't deserve it. It's by grace. But when it comes to healing, they start analyzing themselves. They start looking in the mirror and saying, I deserve this. I did this to myself, and I'm an unworthy person, and I need to pray more, and I need to do this more. And they start analyzing all this stuff as if God will forgive you by grace, but the whole rest of everything, that's on you, bud. That's on you. You've got to you, you've you've got to work for every other promise. You've got to work for every other answer. Come on, there there are uh, religious cults that teach that. It's basically Jesus plus you. T- I mean, some religious cults that that will say they believe in Jesus, but they'll say, yeah, Jesus was necessary, but now it's all on you. That's exactly the opposite of the truth. That's, the, that's a very devastating lie. And I'm telling you, even when it comes to receiving from God, our healing in our bodies, we've got to get our focus off of us and onto Him. And say, Lord, this is all you. You get all the credit, all the glory. Like He said here, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I'm not healed because I'm such a spiritual person. Because I'm such a good guy. Because if I am, praise me. I am wonderful. Praise my holy name. But if it's not that, if that's not the case, then it's to God be the glory. Now, now here's where here's where I'm going with this. See, he talks about being saved there. Well, if you do any kind of in-depth lookup or study of the word "saved" in the Bible, you find out it comes from the word "sozo," usually pronounced "sozo." All right, sozo. This is a Greek word that's translated "saved," but when you look it up, it means a lot more than go to heaven. It means deliverance, and it means protection. It means saved from many things, including salvation from our sins. But it could be saved from a predicament that you're in. It's it's translated made whole, healed. All right? So when he talks about by grace you are saved through faith, Do you know that we could easily, and without doing any injustice to the Scripture, we could say, by grace, you are healed through faith. By grace, you are protected. By grace, you are delivered. By grace, you are made well or made strong. How? 
Through faith. What, what do we mean through faith? I believe in God's grace. I don't believe in my goodness or my deservedness. I believe in God's grace. And then what happens? We're saved. We're healed. We're set free. And we don't boast. This is not about me. This is about Jesus and what he did for me. See, this is so abundantly simple. This is so, this is so, so simple that, uh, man, I think we should all get it. I think we should have 100%. What do you say? Because, again, Jesus didn't die for just a select few. And, and so for, by grace, we've been healed and delivered and set free. And, and how many know it's good people do not get healed and bad people stay sick? Just like, you know, the idea that many in the, in the world have today. Well, good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. Right? No, that's not the truth. Meaning, good act, good behavior, bad behavior. You know what I'm talking about? Well, the, the reality is, no, it's not good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. It's forgiven people go to heaven. Because if you want to really want to classify and compare to God, we're all in the bad category. <laughs> and so what kind of people go to, hell, go to heaven? Bad people that have been changed by God's grace. Those who've been forgiven. Those who've been set free. And, and the likewise, see, just like it is true in that situation, it is true. Who gets healed to, tonight? Well, the good people, right? The best of the bunch. No? Is it all the bad people? <laughs> it's all who will receive God's grace. Who will say, not of myself, let I sh- lest I should boast. This is all of you. And in, and in that I rejoice. Praise God. And so, listen, there's a lot of thoughts that people have had uh, concerning others, concerning maybe themselves, but often concerning those who have died prematurely. And certainly we've all had questions about individuals at times. Why did this one go? What happened in this situation? Why did they leave so young? And we can give general answers, but sometimes you, don't, you wonder when it's specific. But, but here's one of the common approaches. This is exactly what we're talking about, but I've heard this many times. Uh, they say things like, I just don't understand why so-and-so didn't get healed. And then the next part of the, uh, of the sentence describes where their belief is. They'll say things like, they were such a good Christian. Well, what does that have to do with it? Well, they were, they, they were such a strong Christian. They, they, they were so committed they were so faithful to church. I mean, they, 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 they tithed and they, and they gave. and Such wonderful people. So committed. And what does that have to do with anything? So, so well, doesn't that have anything to do with it? No. It has zero to do with it. It's like saying, well, this person, you know, looking from the other side, if, this, if someone dies, your neighbor passed away and they didn't go to heaven, you know, and you're on the other side and you're having a discussion in heaven, you're saying, why doesn't, didn't so-and-so, my neighbor, make it to heaven? I mean, they were such a good person. They were so nice. They were a member of the church. They did this and we went through all the good things. How many know everyone would be looking at you like, huh? How did he get in here? 
Because we all know that's not how you're saved. You're saved by grace through faith. And yet we flip it around concerning the other blessings from God. Concerning healing. We turn it around and say, I don't understand why so-and-so died. They were such a good Christian. That doesn't have anything to do with it. It could be that they were trusting in themselves. It could be a number of different things. But it's not, not about that. Someone said, well, they prayed all the time. I don't understand why so-and-so didn't get healed. They, are, they, pray, they constantly were in prayer. Well, I don't know what that means. What does that have to do with it? I know a whole lot of people, their prayer life is something you do not want to follow. Because it's mainly complaining. It's mainly whining. It's begging, whining. I mean, no faith involved at all. Okay, just to say someone prayed a lot, that could have been just real noisy. All right. Well, this person, they were more committed than anyone I know. They helped so many people. What does that have to do with it? See, if ever the answer is anything but Jesus and God's grace, we're, we've missed it already. And we just, see, this is not hard to fix, though. This is just a little, this is just a little adjustment in our believing. A little adjustment, and everything flows, you know, perfectly. You know, it's like if you had two pipes and you got your drain pipe and, and, you know, coming from the sink and you had another pipe and they were just off just about that much. You know, well, that much ruined your whole floor. (laughs) Nothing's going down down the sewer. Well, they just need to be perfectly aligned. Just move it over just a little bit. Now everything flows just like it's supposed to. Everybody with me today? Okay, the very idea that someone will be healed for any of these reasons is the primary reason why they didn't get healed. You know, uh, hmm. I don't need to have you turn. I can tell you where it's at, but I know this came up with a person a number of years ago. I mean, like 20 years ago or something. I was talking to this this individual, and they they were. I was talking to them about healing. They they had a background in church that you know taught against some of these things, and they didn't believe in in some of it. And and if they heard of someone getting healed, it was usually on the other side of the planet and some missionary and some far removed. They didn't know it. They didn't. They weren't rubbing shoulders with folks like you. And and were there's testimonies all over the place, uh, just all the time. And they were struggling with it. And I was trying to help them. I was trying trying to show them and 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 explain to them. The character and nature of God and Jesus, how he never said no to anyone and, and, and uh, as far as healing. He didn't turn people away and, and, and these kind of things. And they, they run across um, Elisha. Elisha. Now, Elisha was a, a prophet of God. Remember, Elisha followed Elijah. Elisha had the double portion anointing. Elisha had twice as many miracles in his life and ministry than Elijah had. Okay? I mean, so there's no doubt this guy was committed. There's no doubt he was living for God. He was a yielded vessel. I mean, power. I mean, after he died, they threw someone in that, uh, a dead person uh, that got killed, and they threw him in the, the tomb where he was, and he, the guy touched Eli, Elisha's bones and came back to life. I mean, talk about anointed. Uh, come on now. I mean, I'm, 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 trying to, I'm going to try to do one of those. <laughs> What do you mean? I'm gonna get so anointed that people get I get help people get healed after I die. 
I mean, so there's no doubt in my mind that Elisha was a quality person, you know, and, and loved God and feared God and walked with God and was called of God, had tremendous things happen through his life. But the very, very end of his life, it, it's just, there's this little thing that really caused this person to struggle a little bit. And, and it's, it's 2 Kings 13 and 14. It just says, Elisha had become sick with the illness of which he would die. And a few verses later, he died however long that was. But he became sick of the illness where which he would, he would later die. And he was, you know, by uh, studying these things, he was an old man. He wasn't like 50 or something like that. He was probably at least 85, which in their day was a long time for how long people were living. So he was, he was an old, older person in comparison to everyone around them. But that language really stumped this person. They thought, well, how could he have gotten sick? How could he have an illness? I mean, certainly he had faith. Well, uh, faith, yes. Faith for himself, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to speculate. I do know this. There's a big difference in a person being gifted and being anointed to heal and minister to others and having faith for themselves to receive their own healing. See, those things are not synonymous. I remember years ago, there was a minister I knew, and he would travel. In fact, he had a, a big uh, tractor trailer, you know, semi deal because he had a, a tent and he would do tent meetings. And, uh, and I saw him in a, in a city. Uh, down down south where he was coming through where I was staying at the time and he was doing this service at this church so I went to the service I knew this guy personally and he was a man of God and uh, anyway come to find out because he's all wrapped up and stuff in his arm and what, he was up on tra- top of the tractor trailer and fell off and, and I don't know exactly how that happened but he broke his arm <laughs> and he's on the way to do a, to do a meeting you know, and he's praying. He's the kind of man of God. He's praying for the sick and doing all these things. And how many of you know that kind of messes up your message a little bit? <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't have to. Honestly, I believe it doesn't have to. And, and, and he knew that was the case. He hurt his arm. But yet he's, what do you do? You deal with what is. I mean, it is, it is what it is. You're not going to deny it and just act like it didn't happen. Ouch. You know, but literally he's in this meeting and he's praying for people and they're getting healed. Power's going right through his broken arm. This is serious. <laughs> I mean, people are getting, it's a powerful service. People are getting set free. Healing power is going through the broken arm, healing somebody else. Now, I mean, the reality is, is even at the end of the night, his arm was smaller than it was at the beginning. In, in the sense of, you know, swelling and that kind of stuff. It had gone down. You could see that, that, God, that God was working in him, and he's trusting God for his own healing. Uh, but I know this, that... Uh, even you know, being a pastor, being a, a a minister, I don't have a special anointing to live beyond that of someone who's not in full time ministry. I'm just like everybody else. I've got to trust God and pray for myself. Trust God for for answers to prayer for, for myself. I'm no different because hey, I'm a pastor, you know, or or someone's an evangelist or or, or, or something of that nature. It all works the same way. I'm just a child of God. I'm just a Christian. I'm just one who has to find out what God's will is, stand on the word and say, let it be so in my life, and I'll not have it any other way. 
Okay, we all deal with these things the same. When it comes to Elisha, because, you know, dying of this, of this illness, that doesn't trouble me at all. That's not a contradiction. For one, sometimes there's language things. I don't know. I know some scholars be- believe that that could just be referring to him, uh, you know, leaving because of old age. That he, you know, our bodies wear out and he checked out. And maybe it wasn't a, a, a literal disease or something that he had. But he, but, you know, but even if it was, that, that doesn't mean any, anything to us. He may have been ready to go and say, hey, I'm out of here. You know, but even if he did have some kind of illness, well, what, what does that mean? It, it doesn't mean anything. He had promises of the old covenant, but we even have it better off now because now by his stripes we are healed. Yeah. Yeah, there's not, not a person in the room who, can, who, who needs to be compared to Job, by the way. Not one. Job didn't have someone that would bridge the gap. He didn't have Jesus on the cross who suffered and died in his place. He didn't have an advocate, an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Now we have someone who has gone before and paved the way. And there's a clear path between you and God today. Not based upon your goodness or your ability to deserve it. No, no it is based upon his grace which comes to us freely. Let's look at one scripture and then we'll get after it and, 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 and minister to individuals. Matthew chapter 11. Matthew the 11th chapter. I believe this is the approach we are to take. This is the mindset we are to have concerning these issues and concerning our lives tonight. Jesus taught us in Matthew 11 beginning verse 28. He said, come to me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you something to labor about. Huh? Come to me, you who are heavy laden, and I will load you up with problems. No. He said, I will give you what? Rest. I tell you, a lot of people are struggling. They're burdened. They're heavy laden with physical problems, with sickness and disease. What's the ministry of Jesus? What is his word to you? You come to him and rest. Not come to him and he's going to load you down and pile you up and just say, come on, you can do it. Get after it. No, He's going to say, I'm going to give you less to carry. I'm going to remove the burden. I'm going to take it away from you. I'm not going to make it more difficult. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy. Everybody say easy. And my burden is light. So what we're talking about, we've been struggling or burdened down with stuff, burdened down with problems. This is, the, this is the way that the Lord wants you and I to approach Him. Not struggling, not striving, not working real hard, not giving it our best. Listen, that's flesh. That's all you. That's all me. That's all human effort. Human effort fails every time. We can never measure up. We can never rise to that standard of effectiveness. That's why Jesus came. That's why Jesus took such a royal beating. Because we couldn't do it. So let's stop trying. Come on now. I tell you what, miracles and healings and victory is going to happen right here, right now in individuals' bodies just simply as a result of people saying, 
I'm not doing this anymore. Lord, I'm giving it to you. And it's easy. It is easy. It is light. It is light. If you find yourself stressing, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. You know, sometimes people come up in the healing line and and I'm getting ready to to, to lay my hands on them and minister to them and they're praying like a, you know, like a machine gun. I can't do that very well, but that roll thing. But, uh, you know, just... Praying hard and fast, hard and fast, hard and fast. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, what is that? Well, here, here's my concern. All right, don't feel, don't feel rebuked about this or anything. I don't mean it that way. My concern is they're trying and not resting. When we're working hard to get it, when we're trying, when we're struggling, when we're fighting, we're not in the rest. It's time to just breathe out. (sighs) Thank you, Lord. Jesus already took care of this, so I'm not going to deal with it anymore. I just relax. And Lord, I just put all my trust and confidence in you. You take it. And bam, just like that, it's already feeling better. Just like that, it's already changed. Just like that, it's already different. Amen. Amen. Our prayer is more like, Father, I'm not coming to you based upon my goodness or lack thereof. I'm coming to you based upon what Jesus did for me at the cross. I gladly receive All that was purchased for me. By his stripes, I was healed. And so I am today. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And if there's a sense of peace, man, you got it. There's a sense of, relax. Wow, it's that easy. There's God. That's the presence of God right there. Go ahead and move it. Go ahead and act like it's so. Go ahead and go ahead and live as if these things are true. Amen. Amen. And just like you've heard the testimonies of others, here you go. Now you've got one of your own. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And so let's not try to get healed tonight. Nobody trying. Trying is forbidden. It already is. It's an accomplished fact. It's a settled thing in God's plan. All we're going to do is rest and say, it's done. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're not analyzing ourselves. Say, well, what if God tells me to do something? Well, you should do it. But if you don't get a word from God to do something, if He doesn't direct you... Don't don't act like it's on you. It's not on you. It was on Jesus. And he he his work is sufficient. Praise God. Let's pray for a moment. Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your your grace. Oh, we thank you for your grace. Oh, we thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace. We thank you. It is amazing. It is amazing grace. We thank you, Lord, for it tonight. 
Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but by the work of Jesus, by the Son. Thank you, Lord. Our righteousness is of you. Our righteousness is of you tonight. And now we qualify to receive all of your blessings, all of your favor and kindness. Father, I thank you that you're working in bodies tonight. You're working in minds, you're working in backs, you're working in blood, you're working in internal organs. I thank you that you're working in the immune system. I thank you that you're working in bodies of all different kinds, working in the feet and working in the legs, working working all in the body. I thank you that you're setting people free tonight because it's already done in Jesus. We give you all the glory, we give you all the praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen.